everybody and welcome to another show of harmonics today's guest hold on for a second chris you said you had a special guest john who's the special where's the special oh, guest Joe. Huh? Down here somewhere. there's a chair between you and me so. i know well where is she I don't know, man. can you could you call her out lynn here she is Hi, right lynn. now oh yes Yay. How are you, Lynn? I am good. Good. It's good to see you. I got Chris Knight here, and I got John Holm here, and I got Lynn Kilcourse. And we're going to do a little thing with no control. Uh, we're going to talk about what they're doing, what they have been doing, how's their history been in the past, because, you know, everybody was affected by COVID. But now, hopefully, it's all over. So, first question is, Lynn, how are you? I'm doing good. Good. It's, it's good to see all of you, Chris. I'm I'm good. I like your pants. Pretty. They're pretty the reason crazy. I'm in the band. So. <laughs> There's a yeah. story. Johnny, how that. are you, man? The Mr. Thunder, man. This guy, how are you? Not bad, man. Not, Not bad, bad huh? I'll enjoy myself. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about some things today about uh, what you guys have been doing in the last couple of years. I haven't seen you guys in a while live. Uh, you guys are outstanding. So I'm gonna start with Lynn. It's better to start with the lady first, Lynn. Um, How's the band doing? The band's doing good. Mm -hmm. The band's doing good. We we reformatted. Um, John became our new drummer here. Mm -hmm. He had been our film drummer for a while, but became mm -hmm. our new drummer a few months back. Um, and uh, yeah, we are functioning as a power trio, mm -hmm. and it's going really well. Got lots of shows. So yeah, you you guys have been playing a lot of shows. Yeah. And you, you know what, you did the thing what Steve Sage always told you to do, get out of Antioch. And you guys are kind of moving around. And you have played in some really nice little areas and have dominated, from what I understand. Well, you know what, we do the Steve Sage rule. We try, mm -hmm. at least. And the rule is... Sometimes not allowed. Not, sometimes you can't. But mm -hmm. it's don't play within 20 miles within two weeks of the same gig. So we try to spread it around so that different audiences get to see us. This is actually No Control's 19th year of 19 being. Years. And we've been pretty intact with personnel through the whole 19, mm -hmm. I mean, with minor changes. Mm -hmm. There's only one person that's been the whole 19 years. Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm the, uh, yeah. You're the, well, you're the, actually, you're the leader, right? I mean, or you're the... I'm the leader because Steve Sage, in a class demonstration, somehow I got elected leader, and I was like, how did I, how did I become leader? But, yeah. You have to have, there has to be somebody. Obviously, you, um, you guys both, all of you, I should say, all three of you, uh, as a trio, you guys, uh, do you guys find your own gigs, or do you actually... Uh, go after them. You know how the scene is today. It's kind of not as as uh, fruitful as it was, you know, ten years ago. You know, it's you know very true. And um, and the pay is. I want to say this to all owners. <laughs> the same. People, a lot of money, <laughs> a lot of money. Um, but um, how do you guys go about? You guys rehearse and you guys pick songs. 
Uh, how do you go about that? Is it a team we, thing or Chris? We buckled down with rehearsals for songs that we're trying to pull off for the first time live. Mm -hmm. Like we had one last week because mm -hmm. somebody finally had to learn the words to rock and roll hoochie coo. <laughs> 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 took, took me about an hour as it turned out to get two thirds of it and I thought, oh, okay, so. That's beautiful, that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask John, I'm gonna go ask John some questions. John, you've been playing drums for how long? Oh God, uh, since I was 15. Really? Yeah. So you, you were like a staple on the, on the scene because you've played in other bands. I'm, I remember seeing you in different bands. How is it playing with no control now? Because you guys are pretty steady on, on gigs. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's nice to be in a three-piece mm -hmm. and just make it raw like that. Mm -hmm. And it's steady. Mm -hmm. You know, I like it. I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, I've always kind of wanted to be in a three-piece. Really? Yeah. They're yeah, simple. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, um, it kind of forces you to do things live that will fill up sound, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Of Where course. you might rely on other musicians other players to do right. that, you know what I mean? It's like me and Chris are pretty good filling up mm -hmm. sound as a mm -hmm. rhythm section while mm -hmm. she's plucking away over mm -hmm. there doing a solo, you know? Mm -hmm. So I kind of enjoy that. I, I, I really like how you guys mesh together. I've watched uh, a lot of your um, videos that you bring out. Uh, but I've also snuck in shows and watched you and then vanish. It's, that's, it's easier for me to go in and come back out. Um, I've done some, uh, you know, Lynn with her band, and Chris was in the band at that time. I think you might have played. We did um, shows for people that needed. Pine, State, yeah, Pine Street, yeah, Pine Virginia, Street. Were good and, and, yeah. and then, you know, at, at uh, Pine Street, and also, what's the other, the one in uh, our place? It's, those are nice little clubs uh, to play in. Um, Chris, you, you just did, you just recently, you just did a one-man show. You play your multi-instrumentalist, uh, and... Uh, I claim seven. You claim seven. <laughs> I can't whistle. Yeah, but you can play a little sax, right? And you play uh, a little. Saxophone is a clarinet with missing keys, yes. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I was a clarinet major in college. Really? Yeah. Like a little Benny Goodman, huh? No. No? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was good, but not Benny Goodman good. Yeah, of course not. I mean, that's... I learned bass before saxophone, which is weird and kind of... I wish I'd have learned saxophone earlier than I did, but... I... I'll tell you this, though. I got really good on guitar and drums and actually claimed that I play guitar and drums once I started teaching it, so... So you also teach like Lynn? I did, I did. Okay. Yeah, COVID, then, uh, does John, John, you teach drums at all? No, not anymore. Not, okay. I do not have <laughs> what it takes to teach. Yeah, you have to, yeah, you there have to be. There's a talent to that. <laughs> yeah, it really uh, is crazy. It's oh, the art God. of patience, depending on the age group. You know, I quit, when I quit my career job in November, I started teaching more, and now mm -hmm. I'm already up to 21 students. Good for you. Yeah. And that's all week you do that? or Just uh, just two days. Two days. Yeah. So that's really, that's that's supplementing for you. It, it yeah. helps. Yeah, right? it helps it's, a lot. You know, it doesn't get the tax man to eat anything. <laughs> huh? This is what I say about the tax man. Oh, oh excuse me. <laughs> so anyhow, um, so how do you, who who picks the material the most? Who actually engages in that? I'm going to say I pick it more probably than anybody else. I kind of always have. I, You know, 
It was one of those things that I, I don't know, I guess I, I did want to kind of dominate picking tunes. If I can't sing it, I, I'll, I'll. He'll exit really quick. Hopefully I'll be yeah. it. <laughs> but uh, no, I tried to pick tunes over the years that were songs that we grew up with that we don't get to hear anymore. That's smart. sort of the basis for No Control. We That's play smart, tunes smart. that we all loved that people aren't playing out there. Mm -hmm. So we play a lot of, you know, eclectic stuff. Right. It's, it's that awesome sauce. So, you know, uh, I really like the version that you guys did. Um, and I said I had to watch it over again because one of the, the bass player that played Sympathy for the Devil ah. was one of my guests. And guess who was singing Sympathy for Devil, which is one of my favorite songs to sing, too? It was Chris. And Chris, you really... For a one <laughs> moment, for about 10 seconds, I said to myself, he's doing some Jagger moves. He channels oh, the oh, Jagger, oh, yeah. yeah. I always do the Jagger yeah. I'm and playing bass, too. Bass. I, I can't. No, you were playing bass. And I don't bass. dance. Yeah. It was, who was a gentleman? So, not a lot of Jagger uh, moves. The guy that was playing the bass on, he was a guest of ours. Jacques. Jacques. Oh, right. right. You know, I'm trying to get his dad right. on. His dad is, is also a musician. But Jacques, that was really good. I was watching you prance around. I go, dude, this guy got the stage. <laughs> Just don't fall off that step. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, but you were really good that night. I mean, I, I really liked the whole thing. You yeah. Know? And uh, Jacques is a great bass player. Uh, you know. <laughs> That's right. Oh, oh, I know what you're saying. Okay. okay, I remember now that. You remember? Now. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, a rare, a really good video of you. The guys. rare one where I was just singing, not. Yeah. No, you, yeah, you just. Yeah. And I still didn't have very you, many. Exactly. That's why I said. Jagger-esque yeah. dance moves, because yes. he does keyword look dance really moves. good. And you know I the version we do. <laughs> I picked the version. I'm picky about it. There's a million versions of that tune. All Get your yayas out. Best album by the Stones ever, 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 mm -hmm. ever, ever. Take your word for it. Yeah. Tops. It was. Tops, tops, it was, tops. and that was just with Charlie on the front. God bless Charlie. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's okay. That's, that turns into another thing. So I'm going to ask each of you. I'm going to start with the drummer first because usually the drummer's always in the back, right? <laughs> you know, not unless you're Barry, Dave Clark. Not unless you're Dave Clark, back. right? So you started said when you were 15 years old. Yeah. How did you get into it? Who were your influences? Um, influences was definitely Kiss when I was when I was a kid. Um, long story short, I got a Sears drum set when I was in fifth grade, and then in seventh grade, a kid remembered me from that and said, "Hey, come over to my house, and I've got a drum set, an electric guitar, and an amp." And I was always kind of scared of this kid, so it took me forever to get over there. <laughs> I went over there, and we started jamming right then mm -hmm. and there. I really? just sat behind. It was like a really old Slingerland kit. Mm -hmm. We're talking from the 20s. We're talking oh. from old. And uh, we wrote our first song that day. And for years after that, that's all we did. Because I went over to his house after school, mm -hmm. and we jammed for hours and hours and hours and hours. That's and we did. just had, you know, shoebox cases full of tapes of mm -hmm. original songs we'd written, jams wow. we'd done. Wow. You know, and... I'm 21 years old. I go into the Pine Street for the first time. I meet Mike Holsworth. <laughs> Mike Holsworth. The man, tangled the web we weave. Yeah, yeah. such a and, small uh, musical world. You know, yeah, it's a small world, and the musical world is smaller. years, I became the, eventually the drummer for Slack and Loader and Bush League and mm -hmm. things of that nature. And so that's pretty much it. You know, the the guy that I was in seventh grade jam with, I ended up doing an original project with 
that he had later on called uh, Big Red Beaver. Sweet. And uh, <laughs> it was it was grungy. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, moving on. It was you know cover cover gigs obviously pay more than original. Gigs. Oh, exactly. At the time, right. I needed mm-hmm. the money, so I moved on and. You know, Slack and Loader became a thing that ran for 15 years, and from that wow. came Bush League and other things like that. Mm-hmm. Was uh, Mike in those with you too, or a couple yes. of them? Yeah, yeah. Great bass player. Yeah, great, great bass player. Great, great friend. Great memory. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he was one of our guitar players originally mm-hmm. in Slack and Loader. Mm-hmm. He became the guitar player in uh, Bush League, mm-hmm. and we had Freddie Lavelle from uh, Level 12 mm-hmm. singing in Bush League, and that mm-hmm. that was a fun band. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, because and there was a lot more places to play too. Oh yeah, we were all over the place. Uh, yeah, it was. We were it was Winnemucca, Nevada. We were Reno. We were all over the place. Everywhere. That's that's great to do that. So our and what is your set? What is your setup? My setup now? right now is a Tama uh, Superstar. I've had it for about seven eight years. Mm-hmm. Great kit. Mm-hmm. Don't really have any complaints about it at all. It's just a basic five piece kit and mm-hmm. a few cymbals and you know. That you know, double bass, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you play a double bass, eh? Yeah. Well, I'm not. I wouldn't call myself a double bass player. Mm-hmm. I, I see double bass as like a roux in cooking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a it's a thickening agent. It's more flour. You know, it gives it some thickness, and that's what I like about. I'm I'm like a souffle playing Slayer or anything like that. That's not going to happen. For Phil's trash can endings and other things, and it's fun playing with these two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I could yeah. see it. I could see it, and I could feel it. I could see it when I seen you three come walking in uh, to the studio. <laughs> you light up, Chris. So, who was some of your? You, you, what about you on your when you started playing? Who was some of your influences? <clears throat> and we're gonna talk about you play bass now. So let's. Who's your bass influence? Bass players. Well, you know it's. I can't really peg that down okay. because I was still playing catch up on all this rock and roll that I missed out on until about high school because mm-hmm. I was a clarinet player since fourth grade, touching a keyboard since I was four. Um, clarinet taught me how to read. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad is a trumpet player and he listened to Doc Severinsen and Maynard Ferguson and some other trumpet players. The only rock and roll in the house was Boston's first album, <laughs> which is why I call them my favorite band. First concert. Uh, and then one day I stumbled onto Steve Sage's class because there it is. We started a fraternity at Di- Diablo Valley College uh, for musicians, and somehow this one guitar player was a part of it. You know, it's for all the, you know, clarinet players and wind players and, you know, the dorks. And uh, <laughs> um, I sat in on a rehearsal and then I found out about Steve Sage's class and I was sitting in as the, as the I think the keyboardist, yeah. <laughs> uh, wound up being in their band for next semester. Uh, not this band. Um, I remember running into No Control and thinking, I. I didn't really like No Control in part of Steve, Steve Sage's class because they were the most similar to what we were doing out of the 20-something bands per semester. And uh, 
and they always got to go last, and I was jealous. And then one day, so this is why I wore the pants, by the way, uh, because they're the reason I'm in the band. One day, Steve Sage, this is, this a, is a true story. I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to make up some fiction right now. So this is a real story. I don't know why your bass player wasn't there. It, it doesn't was a, matter. I but, think it was uh, a Relay for Life we were doing. Is that what it was? I yeah, thought it was. I think so. Why do I think it was at Mickey's house? No, it was like a Relay Maybe. for Life, and our bass player wasn't there. And I said, Steve, what am I going to do? I have no bass player. Leopard Pant and Boy. And he said, go get Leopard Pant Boy. <laughs> and that's how it began. But anyway, sorry. We digress. Your question was about influences. Mm -hmm. um, well, you actually just told the story. I mean, I did tell a story. You know, and you got your leopard pants, which I thought was pretty cool. Well, I got the leopard yeah. pants uh, yeah. when I was a senior in high school for an 80s rocker Halloween costume. So these are the same pants? The same pants, yeah. Damn, man. You, yeah. Have a, you, you didn't blow up at And all. now, yeah, you I was know? 17. It's... It, I'm 17 twice, technically, right now. I'm 34. So let me which ask is you 29 this. Wow, that's interesting. Time, by that's the an way. interesting way to look at it. So how long have you been with uh, No Control? Um, or, and you guys were also, uh, what was the other name they had that you Oh, oh. I thought that was because of Eddie Money. Oh, uh, it was. Uh, it was, yeah. actually. It was. Um, they, <laughs> oh, my gosh, I'm forgetting We were her. controlled chaos. We had, no, a, we had um, the uncontrolled as well. Yeah. Controlled as chaos. As a side project. Yeah. yeah. It was. Yeah. Um, I, I, I should we should, are we allowed to talk about the, I say it's the, <laughs> the brief name change thing? I think it's like fif fifteen years you've been. Oh, in I've been now twelve, over no. ten, not quite fifteen. <laughs> not. It, I found that kind of interesting because they were in no control for a long time, and then the money people, you know, you know whoever. <laughs> why would you do that? I'm no. Uh, because no, no control. It's is an Eddie Money song. And yeah. Well, they were going to do a super group, and they felt like it would be confusing for people in the area to see a super group mm. called No Control, mm -hmm. the name that they had. And uh, But they never put the group together. Well, so we changed I our mean, name, COVID and I happened. waited a couple of years, I and then understand. I was like, I'm taking the name back. They're not well, using it. And everybody knows us by this name. The Stones by had then, an album out that was a problem for sick. them. Yeah, and they paid the, the band's name. I can't remember this, the album at this time. But they um, changed the name. They said, hey, we'll pay you if you change your name. We, we they gave them $100,000. The Stones oh, wow. gave the band. Wow. I'll find out a, a later on wow. find out. I don't have the awesome sauce that you guys all have right <laughs> the awesome now. Sauce. So, Lynn, how, how long have you been playing? Where is the sauce? How did you actually get started in the, you know, just playing guitar? Um, but well... My bro, I I had no interest in music. Other, I mean, I loved music. Mm -hmm. My brother decided I should play, mm -hmm. so he told my mom I should play, mm -hmm. and I got. I have to credit him. He bought. He they bought me a guitar, and as soon as they put it in my hands, I was a nonstop practicer, and I just hours and hours and hours a day. It was ridiculous, mm -hmm. and uh, then I formed a band with my ex-husband, mm -hmm. and early on, and then just lots and lots of bands. I used to go to lots of jam nights. I was a girl out playing when all the guys were playing, and there weren't many girls doing it. Exactly. So I'd Thank go, God for the girls back Oh, my God. I'd go out, and honestly, a lot of jams, they wouldn't let me up. <laughs> I would just sit there, and I'd wait to jam, and I'd be... And it was very sexist. Mm -hmm. So, but I learned. Mm -hmm. I learned, you know, school hard knocks. Mm -hmm. I learned how to, how to wait and play in the guy's world. And mm -hmm. I kept, you know, picking away at it. 
You're like a, a, a survivor because what you do, I'm sure there's people uh, that sit and watch No Control, and especially you. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to say anything about the other guys because they guys are dominating in, in the music. But uh, I think that you're an example to young people that you could play, you could play, you play great anyhow, but you're an influence, and I think sometimes girls that want to play guitar. They need that, yeah. You have to have some kind of uh, a person that is playing something that they could hear, unlike he only had one album in his house called Boston. <laughs> but you know. The he, debut album. <laughs> the debut album, which is a great album. Yeah. But you're an influence on people, especially young girls, because it is an instrument that is hard to play. It isn't an easy Actually, thing. you know what? Actually, older women, too, when we play a show, it's mm -hmm. not uncommon for women to come up of all ages. Mm -hmm. And they'll go, oh, my God, it's so great to see a woman up there playing guitar. And I get that a lot. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I feel good. I feel like, you know, yeah, a motivating factor <laughs> out there to yeah. future, you know, women guitarists and, and performers. And why not, right? Yeah. Women are the strongest people on the planet. <laughs> you know, and the, probably some of the most disrespected people on the planet. So you, you, you give that, you give people a confidence uh, when you play. When you strap on that, you should always think to yourself that people see you as something special as a player. Right. Because they don't see a lot of, there's not too many women um, that play guitar that you see on our scene. There's very no, few. No, you don't. And not many women guitar teachers either, I find out. Really? Very right. few. So mm -hmm. it's, yeah. Mm. So let's talk about, uh, you guys do another thing that was kind of interesting during COVID, that you guys doing a thing called Rock the Dock. Mm -hmm. Who, whose concept was that? That was actually, um, I'm going to give my daughter Shannon credit for that. Mm -hmm. um, it really was her thought. We, she had been the original vocalist in No Control. Mm -hmm. We had done unplugged shows with, in Steve's class out in Benicia years and years before that. Mm -hmm. And it was Mother's Day weekend 2020 and she said, and I live on a natural lake in um, Antioch. And so she goes, Mom, we should go down to the dock and we should do a few songs, do them unplugged and post them and call it Rock the Dock. And so it was going to be a one time, great. like a one time thing. We posted it mm -hmm. and brought my her two kids, my grandkids out mm -hmm. to sing on the chorus of mm -hmm. uh, the middle. <laughs> you know, it, it's all gonna, uh, everything's going to be just fine. Web. We were trying to send, like, positive messages to the world, you know. Yeah. And it took off. Mm -hmm. So it was supposed to be just that week, and we ended up doing it again the next Sunday. And then for the next two years. It rolled. It rolled. It and then rolled. Uh, we ended up taking it live. Mm -hmm. It's now, we do our third performance this Sunday. Mm -hmm. With it, we call mm -hmm. it the Doc Rockers. At the, the Maywell Beer Room. It is. That was mm -hmm. really good because then I seen John. And I right. see him coming out of the bushes sometimes. Yeah. Playing your there acoustic guitar or whatever, you know, your twelve string sometimes. <laughs> and then you had Kelly was also doing. Right. Which I thought was hilarious because then you guys started dressing up. And, right. And I'm, when I turned it on to one time, I was going like. Kelly got a mustache. Every wig has a name. Right? That well, one comes I mean, with a mustache. It was really interesting how you guys do, and you guys play really songs that are 
Well, it's just a cool thing to see. And then you had the little boats, people coming on boats. We yeah. elaborated. <laughs> actually, that's I'm really proud of this one. Isn't that cool? I give Kelly and Chris actually a lot of props for this one. We took Rock the Dock when it was too cold and wet outside. Rock the fireball. Rock the fireball. <laughs> so we, we did it inside in my, my house in front of the fire block, right? We did Time by Pink Floyd. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. Seriously. Stage lights. Yeah, there were stage lights. There stage. were pots and pans yeah, to make the, the percussion intro. sounds. Yeah, it was we crazy. We took two, uh, two different sized practice drum pads for the, for the TikTok in the intro. Yeah. <laughs> and we actually did yeah, a pretty good all yeah. acoustic version. And you know what? You, you, I it. didn't see that one, but you guys are really good. You guys are innovative on certain things. I liked how when Chris would come, obviously John is stationary. Right. But yeah. sometimes he'd come from a different wing, you know. He'd come in and he'd have his little. Sometimes he'd have. Because he's his, got all those I'd, instruments. I've used a recorder. This will be our third Rock the Dock show, uh, and the first two I played nine instruments technically. When he <laughs> did his solo show, I have to say, and I, solo I played six. He did, and there were times I have videos of it. Five I haven't of them posted well. them yet, mm -hmm. where he had a guitar. A youth, the keys in front of him, and within the same song, <laughs> he hit three instruments without breaking the beat. Uh, well, that is. I was really, I was very impressed. Yeah, that is yeah. definitely. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. So how was that to do by yourself, Chris? Uh, I've had a couple solo gigs before where I would just play a guitar, and and I figured, you know what? They let the dock rockers. Um, the dock yeah, like they it. let us do our first two shows, and it just so happens that the same four of us are also the One Pump Chumps, our One Hit Wonder tribute, where we all wear checkered stuff. So, to keep it straight, no control, trio, leopard, One Pump Chumps, checkers. Four of us with same Kelly. Four with Kelly. Stuck at work. Yeah. Dock Rockers. Chumps. All four of us. Yeah. So. It's talk, let's talk about that tangled. other band, your other band, One Punk Ch Chumps, right? Right. So is that still in existence? Yes. 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 So you got a you got a couple of configurations yeah. of different yeah. bands with almost the same members and sometimes um, some, uh, in and out. You it guys kinda, feel like you it kind of right. It kind of yeah. morphed into because uh, you'll see some early Rock the Dock stuff with our drummer right before John Dan Molina. He moved out of state. Do the work, and we're like, well, we've been doing chumps with John, so naturally, we're like, John, you're you're in no control. Now. <laughs> you also, I've seen also Tony Martinez play with you guys. Yes, too. yes. Tony Technically, is, that was the Tony is sort of a sub drummer, just like John was for No Control. Oh, and so really now, when you. John can't drum, Tony's he's a sub. He's in both now. Right. So yeah, right. Tony, I got I got to get Tony and Larry and and them on the show here. Oh, too. Joe and Jack. Right. You know, I want to talk about another gentleman. I I. Text him today in the morning, early in the morning. Al Smith. Ah. How is Al doing? He's a great guitar Al, player. Al, you know, Al's my old time friend from way back when. As Stevens, Steve, Steph, yeah. Al, all those guys. You know, Al's hanging in there. Um, he's one of our calendar recipients this I year was say, for the bathroom selfie calendar. Uh, and we have new calendars, bathroom selfie calendars. We have a bunch of calendars, and the link is posted. You can order them online. We bring them to shows. 
they will be benefiting this year, Al Smith and Gear Bear. Both of who, Oscat Radio, right. Gary. Yeah. So we'll talk about Al, yeah, because he was he actually uh, sent something about, has anybody ever heard of Alvin Lee? And I'm going like, yeah, 10 years after. Of course. Uh, I got a weird Alvin Lee story. Right. I never miss it. I'm, I'm going to have a photo exhibit of photos that I used to take of all rock stars that I had in front of me. I used to sneak in a camera uh-huh. before. Now you could just use your, your camera this way. But I, it was always great to just be able to go past security and how I had my 35 millimeter camera. I had it <laughs> strapped and I wore gloves, but I held my gloves up so I had my lens and my body in there. And I just raised my gloves. They never touched my hands. They go, oh, oh, you're, you're cool, <laughs> man. I walked in, I go, yeah, I am cool. Uh, <laughs> you know, funny. Take my, uh, the lens out. <laughs> but it's interesting. Um, yeah, he was talking about uh, T.Y. And I know he's been sick a little bit. And uh, yeah. uh, I wish the best for you, Al. And um, I've never met him person. Per- personally, I just met him on, on the internet. On, on the, you know, yeah, I, call the, know. Uh, I call Facebook the... You know, our yearbook. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of cool. You know, the more people that buy calendars, I mean, we're doing good. We're, mm. This is our third year we, doing this. Should we explain why bathroom no, selfies? No, 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 it's too long a story. But... <laughs> it's not <laughs> place. She's in the no, she's, 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 she's the boss. She's the boss. Tell the story. But, and then it became its own But thing. we really need, it, we need everybody to buy calendars because it'll help Al and Gare. And all we're, the money. we're all the money short of it's production and bills. mailing costs goes to Alan Gare. Scott yeah. Weiss, my tech dude, and me put it together. We mm-hmm. do tons of work. This is a lot of work. Um, our friends send in pictures, they send us in selfies. And God bless them because they make the calendar. This year. Um, but um, it's completely profitless and it goes to help Al and Gare this year. Mm-hmm. Next year there'll be two new recipients. Is it a selling point if I mention that I'm in it wearing a saxophone, a cowboy hat, and a towel? No. Okay. Is that true? It is true. <laughs> it's the sexy bathroom you, selfie you calendar. A, a this towel? is a sexy uh, calendar. Well, no, uh, it's this about close to pulling off the iconic pictures. Burt Reynolds pose, but uh, with like a, with my little uh, Daisy Rock heart shape base for little girls <laughs> in front. That's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah. I'm an inspiration to the girls so too. So you, uh, you're probably the one who who dresses the most differently on the band. I I know I, that John I, is pretty I, well. I, I don't know. Stud looking all the time back on, on drums. I don't know. We're well, divas. We fight for that spot. I'm now the front person. So. And I like it that way. I got a full <laughs> drum set in front of me. I'm good. You just carry, you just carry the thunder. That's yeah, that's, right. that's my you job. Know? That's what I do. I so think, you, I think right. well, see, I always remind everybody that my favorite quote from Steve Sage you go to see a band, not hear one. Oh, that is a Steve Sageism. Yeah. It is. When I say yep. dad rock look, you know exactly what I'm talking about, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This ain't it. Okay. <laughs> so, for what it's worth. No, we do. Since that's day why one, we have, we have busted out a lot of look for this band. Because Steve, when we were in the class early on, he would pull me and Shannon aside, and all the new bands that were getting ready to, you know, were getting ready to do a show, mm-hmm. he'd go, now you guys go talk to those two girls. <laughs> yeah, and that, yeah. he'd say that. One reason I you know, to, so you had hated no control as well before I was in it. No, he wanted he wanted us to instruct them on how to dress. 
Yeah, he'd send the new bands yeah, to us to get I, them tips. I think that gave me the chip on my shoulder. That and I think that's, saw, that's very, that's what it's supposed to be. You don't supposed getting... to look like the guy that's in the bar. or the. You've got to be completely different. I don't care what you wear because it, it makes you see the band. Right. Whatever's, whatever they're dressed like, right, or whatever, you have to be a little bit different. It's just like when you called out my shoes this afternoon. I, I it's was always, upset. You I didn't gotta be sooner. different. So awesome. you, know, right. you know, you have to be a little bit, show, just show a little bit of an edge. Yeah. And you guys all have it. I mean, you enjoy each other. Obviously, you guys enjoy playing with each other. Um, you're doing a song called Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo. We all oh, know what yeah. Hoochie is. <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, that's the best thing well, about that song. Hey, we haven't, you know, haven't done it live yet. Well, they, but I know that... Yeah, we're going to be busting it out. Yeah, I mean... We were going, and I'm like, wait. Oh, we heard the wrong version with the ending. I seen, I've seen, i seen Johnny Winter do it, and Johnny has been a guest of ours. Oh, jeez. Uh, and we only had 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes with him, but we stayed with him for a half hour. It was absolutely amazing. Oh, it was nice. one of the last times he ever did an interview. He wow. died. He died three, two or three weeks uh, in Switzerland after that. Wow. So we have that. Oh, he was show. a great guy. What I felt bad, and I know it's, it's your show, but when we did meet Johnny, I went to shake his hand. He couldn't see. You know, oh. you, you, and his manager it was kind of, you know, he, well, who are you guys just walked in? And, um, you know, we got that interview, but he was such a, a, a beautiful human being. But I felt that his manager was like doing the same thing that Colonel Parker was doing to Elvis, just whipping him. Get, you know, <laughs> let's, let's get this, let's get this mule and make some money. Right. Uh, and he was playing at Yoshi's and he was fabulous. But um, wow. I met Johnny when I was young and Fillmore backstage and I told him that. Wow. And uh, it was it was really amazing to see Johnny, but that's what this show is about. It's about commonality. You know, our our music landscape is, I think I heard you guys say it earlier, we're a small community, and I'm glad. I don't care how good or great anybody is. It, it's, if you're playing on stage, you're doing something to, for yourself, but you're also doing something because your friends are there. Right. You know, um, I really respect all of you guys, and you guys really get along pretty good. You know, it's like, and you la laugh together, and you, you cut up a little bit. But I like to thank Lynn and Chris and John for coming. Um, Lynn and I go way back. She did one of her shows about, it was really five years ago. Yeah, it's been a minute, yeah. You know, and uh, yeah. and it's, it's yeah. time just kind of like moves on. And then, you know, we had three years really basically that nobody could do anything. But I want to thank you both, uh, all of you, you, you two, I said both, right? John, <laughs> also John uh, and Chris and Lynn. It, it's a pleasure to have mm -hmm. you on. I'd like to have you come back again. Um, and I want to talk to you after the show about something else that we're going to be doing um, in the future. Awesome. So, um, thank you what, for having okay. us. Thank yeah, you. So what we normally do, we do peace and love. Um, peace so and I like to thank no control with our special guest, Lynn Kilcourse. Thank you, Chris, for bringing her and, um, she drove. God bless everybody. <laughs> God bless everybody. Peace and love. Love you. Peace.